Welcome, everybody, to Baker Hills Lending Made Easy. Today, we're going to talk about a, a topic that can be a little provocative when we start talking about banking, and that's artificial intelligence. We discussed Netflix's impact on banking in a previous episode and how that's really impacted customers' expectations. And a lot of that's driven by their artificial intelligence and personalization. But banking, on the other hand, isn't a transactional business like Netflix's. So how do we really experience artificial intelligence or use artificial intelligence in a way that's going to really strike that balance with the, the human touch? So today's episode is all about artificial intelligence versus the human touch in banking. And I'll start off by just sharing a quick story. I recently was on a website and having some difficulties and pulled up their chat feature thinking I'll be able to get the answers that I want. And all of a sudden had a terrible experience with their chat bot. I ended up having to email someone and still haven't heard back three days later. But on the other hand, I've had some other great experience when the artificial intelligence has worked really well to get answers that I need. So today, Brian, I'll kick it off to you first here. When we start talking about striking the balance between artificial intelligence and the human touch, where do you see financial institutions really playing in that space? Yeah, great question. And welcome to the podcast, Mitch. So new voice for everybody that's out there. You know, it's interesting. This came up on our recent digital lending transformation webinar panel discussion with a few experts in the industry. And to me, it's a better together concept. And it's also a client experience concept where we've always got to be cognizant of the experiences we're delivering across all channels, right? Where on the webinar, we talked about the delta of experience. So sometimes having an outstanding experience in one channel and a poor experience in another creates such a wide gap between the two that it seems worse than if I'm just average in all channels, right? If I'm average in all channels, it's consistent from a human experience perspective. We don't notice a difference. And so it's perceived a little bit better where you start to bring the AI, if you go too far, and I had a similar chatbot problem and experience where I just had to keep hitting representative, representative, representative to try to get some actual person to engage because I had a complicated question that isn't in their question tree. The power of AI is bringing insights to the people in banking. This will always be a people business. I will always need the human insights to the data, the human relation to my current mental state, my emotional state, being able to look me in the eyes or hear in my voice what is going on and responding to that appropriately when armed with all of the most relevant and timely data is, I think, where we're going to see the best experience, right? And again, trying to create that consistency across and not have big dips if I'm engaging with a chat bot or calling into an automated number. So I think you, you've got to find that blend. You got to find the technology that will arm your client facing people with as much relevant data as possible. And you got to make sure it's prioritized and stack ranked. I can't overwhelm them either, right? If Because I get lost in the data. So I think it's a question of finding the balance. So where we have personal interaction, which there's a lot of in banking, as there are in other industries, you just can't go too far one way or the other. Yeah. So David, yeah. same question. Where do you see artificial intelligence really fitting in in the banking industry? 
Yeah, I definitely like what Brian had to say. I would encourage banks to use it internally, use it with their employees first before they embark upon the customer aspect of AI, if they have the capacity to do that, meaning they need to be answering the phone. If they can't answer the phone, I'd rather have some bot at least begin to attempt to help me out. But at the end of the day, there are process automation tools that you can use that are in the AI category that will help you consume or basically remove repetitive tasks from your process and allow the humans to work on more complex processes, processes that require critical thinking. So getting people out of the the, the robotic work of say statement spreading or some of those activities that you really can't start using the data until you get it in a format that's usable. Start there. I can see applications in marketing as well, where you're trying to predict the next best product for a client. Well, what do the other clients have that look like this one and which one should you serve up? Or how about taking a look at account behaviors and looking at changes in accounts? When I see changes in behaviors of an account, of a deposit account where deposits aren't coming in the way they used to, or loan payments aren't coming in the way they used to, or balances aren't maintained in a certain range, can they trigger then a human interaction using an automated process to identify who I should talk to and then have a person make that outreach? So it's the combination of the tool and the person to create the best possible experience for the client. I think that chat bot is a way to field lots of calls and narrow them down to a funnel. And maybe that works better today than it did 10 years ago or 20 years ago for that matter. I'm not sure how long that's been around, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't create a very good experience for the client and shouldn't be used as both of you mentioned. It's certainly better. And David, I think you and I think a lot alike in this, because as you were going through, you're mentioning a lot of solutions. And this is an area where we've got buzzwords just for buzzwords sake. I'll lump AI in with the generic terms, analytics or big data or machine learning. To me, those are so what's, right? What are we actually trying to solve? And that's where the banks need to get back to first principles and say, what what are we trying to solve for? What type of data are we trying to get in the hands of people? Because sometimes, and you were giving some examples there, David, where AI, if you look at it like a dictionary definition of it, isn't necessary. If what I'm looking to do is identify profitable clients, if what I'm looking to identify is untapped market segmentation, I don't need artificial intelligence to do that. I need different types of tools. They need to think about an entire toolkit and picking out the right tools for the right jobs. What you really need is the human capital that understand what those jobs are. What am I trying to solve for when I think about experience? What am I trying to solve for when I think about next best product that you brought up? Uh, What do I want that to be? And then what tools can I use to optimize that? I may want to use analytics and not artificial intelligence or machine learning or something else. I may also may want to take baby steps and start to figure out my own data first before I start trying to turn loose, quote unquote, artificial intelligence and machine learning, because they're only they're only as good as where we point them and you know what we're asking it to go get. Even though some of the Google engineers said their AI is sentient as of a week or two ago, it ain't there yet. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of in banking, creating ways in which the employees can do their work faster, more efficient, more accurately and create wow experiences for customers through that process because they're efficient the customer feels really good about their interaction with a bank Mm -hmm. i've 
been fortunate to talk to some of the biggest banks in the United States and in the world and some of the smartest people in banking that are out there. And even they struggle with some of these concepts. I've got the smart people. I've got the tools. I've got the data. What do I go look for? That's the crux of all of this is not just the higher level concepts that we have at our fingertips these days, but what are the basics? What are the building blocks that I need to do? Like in the lending processes, it's great to talk about AI driven pricing engines or AI driven machine learning driven decision trees. Well, if I don't know what I'm comfortable with from a risk perspective, I shouldn't be pointing tools at it and relying on the tools. That's how you can eventually get yourself in trouble. Yeah, I agree. Just thinking about it in isolation doesn't make sense. You're really trying to solve a base problem. And what's the best way to go about doing that? And is AI one of those things that we should consider? And if not, that's okay too. We're just trying to solve problems. I think people get wrapped around the idea that they have this technology and it's interesting and they want to see how they could deploy it. May or may not make a whole lot of sense for them or for their customers for that matter. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from both of you is that just because the technology is available doesn't mean that it's necessary, right? It's taking a step back and understanding what problem am I trying to solve and really how can moving forward with this position my bank or my credit union to be more competitive in the long run, whether that's retaining my talent or retaining my client base and making my customers happier. So with that in mind, when you start thinking about that strategy as we're wrapping up here, where do you start? Where do you decide this is what I'm going to use artificial intelligence for, or this is the use case for artificial intelligence. Great question, Mitch. I'd say it's going to be different based on each institution. It's going to be how far into their digital journey are they? Here at Baker Hill, we talk about a digital lending transformation journey where if I'm still leveraging highly manual tools, whether that's paper and pencil still, or just using a spreading tool to capture my financial analysis data, If that's where I am, it's going to be really hard to jump all the way to a fully automated single platform LOS where I'm going beyond just a score for automated decisioning and looking at cash flow and automating my portfolio. And now that's a big, big jump. I'm much better off having that as an aspiration and figuring out how I work my way there by adopting tools on a chunked basis. It's the same thing with these ideas, right? It's where am I? When I look at my overall processes, again, I go back to the first principles, reevaluate everything that I'm doing. Where do I feel defective? Where do I think the biggest lift is? And then go target those. And in some instances, yeah, it'll be, it will be from companies that have AI or machine learning or in their, in their company names or in their product descriptions or in their mission and vision statements. Maybe it won't, right? Maybe it'll be those that are doing the basic blocking and tackling because I need that first. So it'll be wildly different. I just, I always come back to look at your institution, look at your processes and find those areas of improvement. Where where do I want to differentiate? Where do I have the opportunity to get better? And what solutions align with where I want to go as an organization? Bring those in, implement them, ingrain them in the DNA of your organization, and then just continue that over and over. Look for those continuous improvement cycles. 
Awesome. And David, any last thoughts from you? Yeah, I wouldn't. I would go looking for a problem that AI can solve. I would evaluate what I'm trying to solve and then find a tool to solve that. So I don't go to a hardware store and buy a hammer and look around for projects I can use my hammer on. Right? <laughs> That's backwards. I want to look at what, do I, what am I trying to fix and what's the best tool to go about fixing that. And there are people within your organization that likely have processes they use to identify which tools are best for the solution they're trying to solve or the problem they're trying to solve. Just follow that. that that's the process I would follow. If AI lands in one of those solution sets, that's great. If it does, that's okay too. Although awesome. that is why I have a lot of tools in my garage, David. <laughs> we like tools, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, Brian, David, thanks so much for the discussion today. I, th I think a lot of great points here. And the thing that I take away is always look for that value add. Look for a way to put your employees on value added tasks and work. Mm -hmm. But then also, how do you add value for your customer experience and your and ultimately making their lives easier as well? So with that, thanks everyone for tuning in for today's episode.